Thank you. Hey guys, good to be here with you. Uh, good to be here with you in your kitchen or living room or wherever you're watching from as well. Uh, it's, uh, it's really nice to actually meet together, isn't it? And isn't it exciting that we're going to get to do that a bit more soon? Uh, I think we should look forward to that. Now let's jump straight into it. We're talking about praise today. So if you have a Bible, if you have an app, if you have something like that, let's turn to Psalm 34, verse 1. Uh, I'll be reading from the Paul Hodkinson modified version. Uh, and it goes like this. I will extol the Lord when times are good. His praise will be on my lips on Sundays and other days when I listen to worship music. You, you may have a different version yourselves. You may have an accurate version, something like the NIV, and that says this. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Always. And <laughs> we, we probably know that passage, right? You probably know it. You probably heard that many times. And I suppose it's one thing to know it, isn't it? To know it, to know that, and be able to recite a scripture like that. But when you're doing the laundry on a random Tuesday, do we really feel it then? How much does it really come out in our thinking when we talk about praise always being on our lips? I just wonder if the reality is sometimes a little bit different to the theory. And if that's the case for you, and I know it is for me, then I just wonder if you'll give me 10 minutes of your time and concentration to try and convince you of this so that we will not just know it in our heads, but actually feel it passionately and believe it and, and want it in our hearts. So I'm going to make five points. Uh, so just look out for these. Five quick points. That's all it takes, okay? So first point. It's easy for us to think about uh, praise being uh, a specific thing. And uh, we can think about uh, prayer as being something continuous. And prayer, praise is something what we you know, what we did just then, in the beginning of a service when we sing a fast song. And uh, we think of them as a separate thing. And it's easy to think of uh, prayer being continuous, isn't it? That we pray continuously. I think that concept kind of works, and we kind of get that. But praise is actually part of prayer. So that's the first point I want to make. Praise is part of prayer. Do I have any biblical backing for that? Yes, I do. Okay, so this is a Deeper in Prayer series. We've been going through all kinds of types of prayer if you've been following the last few months. Uh, and today, we're looking at praise. And it fits in perfectly because the archetypal prayer that we have, the main prayer that we're given from a divine source is the Lord's Prayer. Okay, and let's just think about what the Lord's Prayer is. If you look at it line by line, okay? So, our Father... In heaven, hallowed be your name. What does that mean? You are holy. You are set apart. You are utterly pure. One nil to praise. Anyone been watching the football? So one nil to praise. Okay, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Two nil to praise. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who forgive us. Okay, two one. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Okay, two two. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Three, two, a winner for praise. Most of that prayer is praise. It's praise. And it's how it starts, and it's how it ends. 
And that's a biblical theme. So in Psalm 100, uh, it talks about entering his gates with thanksgiving, entering his courts of praise. It's how we approach God. It's how we start. And often when I pray, I try to uh, have a particular method where I do uh, what I call acts. And you may have heard this before. So it's A is adoration, C is confession, T is thanksgiving, and S is supplication, which is basically asking for things. And when you start with adoration, and you praise God, and you think about uh, who he is, and then you confess your sins, and then you give thanks for what you have. I found by the time I get to supplication and, and asking for things, I don't, I don't want to say they're not important anymore, but they sometimes feel different, they feel less significant. I heard a great line um, the other day, just this week, um, someone who'd been making an effort to uh, listen to birds, listen to nature around him, and he said this, it made me realise that I'm no longer the lead role in my own melodrama. I'm just a bit part in nature's great ecosystem. Isn't that great? That actually when we focus on God, when we take our attention away from ourselves, things get put in perspective. Okay, so that's point one. Point two, the idea of constantly singing praise always on our lips can feel a bit, you know, for me it can feel like, well, that might get a bit boring. Do I have to sing the chorus again? <laughs> We're called to be creative in our praise. That's the point. Called to be creative. Uh, when I do these um, prayers, um, uh, and I start with adoration, I sometimes uh, try and go through the alphabet and think of a word to describe God with every letter of the alphabet. And the first time you do that, it's actually quite easy. You can, you know, God, you're awesome. God, you are uh, brilliant. You're God, you're caring. But then when you've been doing it for a few years, I tell you, you have to really think about it. And I found that actually, um, when I really spend time thinking about what words I could think of for A, perhaps, some really beautiful things come out. I think, God, you are aware of what's going on. You can really have some really heartfelt praise that comes out because you focus on what you're trying to say. And in Psalm 33 and throughout Psalms, it talks about singing a new song. Sing a new song to the Lord. What's it saying? Worship God with originality. Think of ways, think of things to do to worship God. And there's loads of examples in the Bible where it says, and they praise they didn't have a band. They didn't have any instruments. They praised. And, and we can be so quick to think of praise as a specific thing, like I said before. It's, uh, it's a fast song at the start of a Sunday morning service. And we say praise, but actually in Hebrew, there's loads of different words that we all get translated as praise. All is one thing. You know, um, in, in the North Pole, Inuits have like four different words for snow. You know, in, in Britain, we have loads of different words for this. What do you call this? A jumper, a sweater, a pullover? We have hoodies, we have all kinds of things. You know, in South Africa, where they don't wear them very often, they have one word, <laughs> jersey. That describes everything, because they barely ever wear them. And when you use something a lot, you have lots of words for it. And in Hebrew, there are loads of different words. They talk about shouting and dancing and kneeling and singing, all these different words. We just translate it as one thing. And it, it limits us. It limits us. And actually, we can be a much more creative. And in our 
allocated time slot for praise on a Sunday morning, uh, I just wonder if sometimes we're a bit rigid. And, and I say this really gently, as someone who's led worship here many times, uh, that we could do more. As a church, we can do more. We can be more creative. How many times do you have it that people run around the room or lie down or do something a bit unusual? I'm not saying we have to do those kinds of things, but we can be free. We can do more than just sing and raise our hands. So I just want to ask the question, just put it out there. How inhibited are we and how passionate are we? And that goes for everyone here, everyone who's ever been to a service, and everyone at home, everyone who's uh, praising on their own, then don't feel limited. Be creative. Okay, third point. We all have a role to play. Uh, so we're so used to being entertained, aren't we? I know I am. So we, we go to a, a Sunday morning, or we, we turn on the, the channel to watch a service, and uh, you know, we watch it. We, we're, we're spectators. And I, I, I've been playing in worship and praise bands for decades. And for a long time, I used to play the saxophone. And, uh, and I found that, you know, if you play a really good saxophone solo, people really like it. Yeah, it sounds really amazing. And, and then, you know, I play really big events and loads of lights and, and things and huge backdrops and huge stage. And you know what I found? All that stuff doesn't have a very strong correlation to whether the Spirit of God is there. And things that have a much, much stronger correlation are the attitude of everyone in the room. And that's because we're all involved. We can think of, like, we can think of church a bit like a show, that we, we, we watch it, or we, we turn up, and we sit back and think, hmm, don't really worship very good this morning. He's not a very good singer. You know, I don't like that song. You think, yeah, four out of ten. Or another week, oh, that was brilliant this morning. I love the bridge of that song. And, oh, that guitar solo, yeah, amazing. And you know what? If it's a show, then we're all in it, and God is the audience. God is watching. We're all part of this. We all have a, part, a role to play. And I just want to ask, how much of a role are we each playing? not just in the room, to everyone. Next point, point four. Praising all the time. Praise always being on your lips. Sometimes means we don't feel like it. We don't feel like it. Um, it talks in the Bible about, praise the Lord, O my soul, saying regardless of feelings. David talks about in Psalm 42, 43. He says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so down within me? He understood that, that feelings can fluctuate and circumstances can fluctuate. And our praise is based on truth, not feelings, right? It's based on truth. And so that means we praise even when we're not feeling like it and even when things have gone wrong. And it's easy to say that, isn't it? But you know what? Some really incredible worship and praise songs have been written out of a place of Pain. Say, blessed be the name of the Lord, on the road marked with suffering. You give and you take away, but I always say, blessed be the name of the Lord. There's a hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. It was written out of tragedy, and it had such a power in it. 
And we talk about praise as sacrifice of praise. How much of a sacrifice is it when we're feeling great? Honestly, how much of an effort really do we have to make when we're, when we're feeling fantastic and we just want to praise? Is it that hard? A sacrifice is when we actually give something up and we actually have to try. And that sacrifice of praise is uh, a key part of uh, what God is calling for, to praise regardless. And I'm always reminded of the, uh, the, difference, the, the analogy and the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. Think about what a thermometer does. It, it tracks what's going on around it. If the temperature goes up, it goes up. If the temperature goes down, it goes down. What does a thermostat do? Its whole point is to remain consistent throughout. If the temperature goes down outside, it's still staying the same. And we are called to be like that in our praise. That we can easily just track what's going on around us, our finances, our circumstances, our feelings. Oh, they're a bit lower, so we're a bit lower. Oh, this song's good, so I'll sing because I like the song, we're a bit higher. Well, you know what? Let's be consistent. Let's be at that top temperature regardless of what's going on. So we've gone through four points, okay? So we've said point one is praise is part of prayer. So that's easy, actually, to do it consistently. Point two, we're called to be creative in that, so it doesn't get boring. Point three, we all have a role to play. It's not someone else's job. And point four, we praise even when we don't feel like it. And just a final thing, point five, is that when we do that, there is a real power in praising in difficult times. It is powerful. You know the story of Paul and Silas in Acts? When they're in jail and they praise and they sing and they are miraculously, the doors swing open, they are freed. Just look at the detail of that story. It's Acts 16. It says that they were, they were talking, they were preaching, and they were seized, and without trial, they were stripped, and it says they were severely flogged. So mentally, they were hurt, and physically, they were hurt. And still, they praised, and, and not just that there was an earthquake that set them free, there was a violent earthquake. There was a real power in that. And when we focus on God, when we uh, turn our focus away from our issues and our problems and, and, and make that sacrifice and focus on God, it, it, it not only gives him room to move, but it stirs up faith in us as well. God notices it. And, and we had a time, I'll just leave you with this thought. Angela and I had a time uh, a few years ago when we uh, very suddenly uh, lost a lot of money. Uh, and it was uh, a horrible experience, and we went to bed utterly dejected. And Angela woke up in the night, and she said, I think we need to praise. And what do you think I said to that? <laughs> I don't feel like it. <laughs> and we did. We praised. And by the morning, we got that money back miraculously, and everything had turned around. Because God notices when our Praise is a genuine effort, and when we praise regardless. And we're going to sing a song now. I wonder if you, you could join me. We're going to sing, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. It's a declaration that whatever happens, we'll praise. And so I encourage you just to, to not forget all the difficult things that are going on, all your issues, all the things that, that you have to deal with here 
and at home. Don't pretend they're not going on. Actually say, oh, you know what? Yeah, these are going on, but still, I'm going to sing, I'm going to praise. And so in our prayers, in our difficulties, we're going to be consistent. We're going to praise him. Because his praise will always be on our lips. So let's do this. Let's stand and let's sing. Come Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful and the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name in the land in the desert place when I'm lost in the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me When the world's all as it should be Blessed be your name Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering With pain in the offering Blessed be your name Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Oh, blessed be the name. Blessed be your name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away, you give and take away, my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name.
God, we bless your mighty name, your glorious name, your beautiful name, your powerful name. Lord God, we thank you. You are who you say you are. And you are constant. You are forever. You are eternal. And though things may shift and change around us, Lord God, that has no effect on who you are and your faithfulness towards us. And so, Lord God, we gladly come before you and say, blessed be your name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to take your seats and uh, let's give a round of applause. Let's uh, show our appreciation to Paul. Thank you very much. And uh, just now we're going to have part two of uh, our praise, deep in prayer topic. And I'm going to invite Twin up to the stage now, who also turned 50 just recently. So massive round of applause to him. Thank you. If that's something you're interested in, please check out the Grow Group tab on our website, and that's a way you can sign up. And I believe there's even spaces to sign up for both these guys' Grow Groups. So if that's something that's piqued your interest, please do check that out. But over to you, Toyin. Lovely to have you. Thank you, David. Good morning, church. Are you glad to be here? Okay, you know, we're going to be talking about David a lot. And when I say David, it's not David that well. I'm talking of David in the Bible, okay? So, because David was a man of praise, he's a man who loves to praise the Lord. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises will be in my lips. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, and to behold the beauty of his holiness. So when we come together as one to worship, praise God, we are here because we love the Lord. It's not of compulsion, but because we love the Lord and we want to serve him, from the depth of our heart. I'm sure we heard when uh, Paul was talking about serving the Lord and all the times and his praises be on our lips every time, not sometimes, not when it is convenient, but because the Lord wants us to praise him. Why does he want us to praise him? How do we praise him? When do we praise him? Why do we need to praise him at all? What's the purpose? Because if the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. So you need to know the purpose, why we need to praise God. And what praises does to him? And how does he respond to our praises when we praise him? Are you ready, church? Okay, then. All right, so I remember when my second daughter was growing up. No, she was around three years old at the time. And she's 15 now, anyway. So she's here, actually. <laughs> so she would make some drawing. And she will bring it to me and say, Daddy, see, look at you. And I will look at the drawing and I will see, oh, okay, so this is me. Is this the best you can do? But I won't say that to her. When she shows me, I say, oh, my goodness, this is so nice. How did you do it? And she will get excited, so she will run and go and do another one. Bring it again until she finishes a whole pack of sheet of paper. And I'm like, the mom will say, please stop telling her it's good because it's not good. We can see it. I said, no, we have to encourage her. So what am I saying? When we praise, people are happy. You bring out the best in people. You make them feel good about themselves. Now imagine when we praise the creator. So let me say the purpose of praise that I put in here is uh, the purpose of praise is to acknowledge with joy the Lord as our creator and redeemer. 
We're not just doing it. We're doing it with joy. So when you do it with joy, we are making him to be our Lord and our creator. And the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. When we pray, God sends answers to us, right? Do we agree? When you pray, you get answers to your prayer, right? But when you praise, he doesn't send answers. He inhabits the praises of his people, which means when we praise, God actually comes down. Can I get a witness? When we praise God, he comes back to the situation. That was why when Paul was talking about Paul and Silas in the prison, as they were praising God, the prisoners heard them, and God showed up in his power and his majesty. You know, the Bible says that heaven is his throne, and the earth is his footstool. Do we get it? Heaven is his throne. That means he's sitting in heaven, and his legs is so long that he could reach the earth, and so when you are giving him good music, he's tapping his feet. Hallelujah. So if the art is his footstool, that means he's tapping his feet to the music. And that was why the prison door flung open. <laughs> because they couldn't contain God. He is too big. So when we praise God, things happen. And how do we praise God? Why do we praise God? Because he is worthy of our praise. And he commands us to do. And he says, in inhabits the praises of his people. So when do we praise Paul already talked about that. When do we praise him? I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Do you have breath here today, everyone? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I said, uh, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord be praised. So even when the sun is rising or when the sun is down, what do we do? We praise God. You praise him through the bad situation. You praise him through good situation. And you praise him through ugly situation as well. Amen. So it doesn't matter how you feel. But what you praise God for is the most important thing. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 6 said, Though the olive may not produce and there is no food in the barn. He said, Yet I will praise the Lord of my salvation. So it's not about how you feel. It's not about situation or circumstances. In the wall of Jericho, you remember the children of Israel, they were circling the, the wall seven times. You remember? Seven times they were running and they were blowing their trumpet. Apart from blowing trumpet, they were shouting hallelujah. And on the seventh day, what happened? The wall of Jericho fell down flat because the children of God were praising him. So when we praise God, he actually shows up in person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you want to give God the clap offering this morning? Amen. So, finally, as I ride up, and we're going to take a worship song to praise the Lord. How do we worship God, or how do we praise God? There are so many ways we can do that. Um, like David said at the beginning, our uh, David now, not King David. He said we could praise God through our giving, through our offering, which is true. It's our spiritual act of worship, because the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, it's not out of compulsion. It's not because we're trying to get money off you. No, it's because the Lord wants a cheerful giver. So when you give an offering next time, you need to smile, okay? <laughs> so you give it cheerfully. That's why sometimes we say, let's rise up as we give offering. So we dance, we enjoy ourselves, and we say, God, we are giving you from the abundance of what you have blessed us with. So when we give offering, as from now on, 
if you don't normally smile, I want you to watch out for someone when they are giving their offering, they're not smiling. Smile at them, okay? Because smile looks good on you. Amen. Amen. So, giving is part of it. Um, our life as a sick, living sacrifice. The Bible says that we should offer our life unto God as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. Thank you, my sister. For that is our reasonable sacrifice. And when we bring the sacrifice of praise, I like that song that says, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. He said, I will enter his gate with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. He said, be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. So we can praise him with songs. And mind you, praising God does not mean singing. Yeah? Praising God does not mean singing, but singing is one of the ways we can praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So I said, there are so many ways we can praise God, and uh, Paul also mentioned some dimensions in Hebrew that are used to describe how we worship God. One of it is called Toda. Can you repeat after me? Toda. Yeah. So it means we extend our hands to worship God, yeah? Extending our arms to say, God, I surrender all to you. I give everything to you. And the next one is called Yoda or Yada. Yada means old and and like we are actually asking for forgiveness of sin so that we can enter boldly into the throne of grace so that we may receive help in time of need. The third one is called Allah. Mm, we've heard that word before. I'm not talking about the Allah meat, okay? I'm talking about Allah. It's an Hebrew word. So it actually means to make a show, to boast, to be foolish, or to rave of the goodness of God. Hear those words. To be foolish. That was what David did when Micah, the daughter of Saul, despised him. And in the Bible, that's the only woman who did not have a child. Because he despised David when he was dancing. He said, you are behaving foolishly in the presence of the people, not knowing that, that David knows the heart of God. He knows how to get God to praise him and to make his, uh, his praise known unto the people. So that is allowed to make sure, to boast, to be foolish, to be foolish. That means you don't care who is beside you. You are in the bathroom, you are singing off-key, on-key, it doesn't matter. You are not singing to anyone, you are singing to your maker and your creator. Amen. When you are singing, don't care about, except that we won't allow you to lead worship in church. But sing, open your mouth and sing with any key you want, and the Lord hears you. Amen. The next one is Shabak. It means to address in a loud voice or to glorify God. Also, to address the Lord with a loud voice of triumph. You know, when the Israelites crossed the Red Sea, the first time song was mentioned in the Bible was by a woman called Miriam. I think she's uh, Moses' sister. She said, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider has been thrown into the sea. So those are the kind of exclamation when something happens, something good, something spectacular. When it happens, you just praise God to make his praise known unto the people. And next one is called Zamah. Zama means to make music that is accompanied by the voice, which is what we did earlier today, right? Celebration with song and music to God. That's why I think it's by Psalm 150. It says, uh, praise the Lord 
uh, on musical instrument, praise him on music and harp, praise him on uh, lair, flute, harp, let everything that has bread praise the Lord. You might not know how to play the guitar like Paul. You might not know how to play the piano like I try. You might not know how to do any other musical instrument like the drums, but you've got your ten fingers, which is a ten-stringed instrument. Hallelujah. You can praise the Lord with it. You can clap, yeah? So you can praise the Lord with your shout. You can praise the Lord with your clap offering, and you can do all that to worship the Lord. And the next one is called Barack. It's not Barack Obama, okay? It means to kneel before God or to bless God as an act of adoration. So when we say we bow our knees to the Lord our maker, we worship big God in Barak style, okay? Barak. Always remember that. I'm sure you won't forget Barak in a, in a hurry. Okay, so the last one is Teila. Teila. It means songs that publicly give praise to God in song, like when we're doing praise and worship, we sing and we're praising the Lord. So that is Teila. I like that one very much. Teila. So we've got Toda, extension of hands. Yoda, old hands in making confession, allow to make sure. Shabak, to address in loud voice. Zamah, to make music that is accomplished by the voice. Barak, to kneel down before the Lord. Teila, songs that publicly give praise to God. So for a starter, let's praise the Lord on our 10 string instrument and give him a clap of free and begin to shout with a shout of triumph. As we rise up and we worship the Lord in song now. Come on, let's rise up. The song says, Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Of your voice. 
sing it again, Oli. Sing Oli again. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Lord, I bless your name. Lord, I bless your name. 